So did John explain uh, how this all works? Not really, but I'm a quick learner. (laughs) Okay. Well, John, we'll just start. uh, Do you want to tell me anything before we start? No, I I thought I could start singing the Patty Duke theme, though. Here's (laughs) Kathy, who's lived most everywhere, from Zanzibar to Barclay Square. I was going to tell you. But Patty's and, only and, seen and, the sights a girl can see from Brooklyn Heights. What a crazy pair. As, have you listened to this show? Cousins, identical <laughs> cousins. Was that it? I don't know. That's it. I'll stop now. Anymore, we might get charged. But Miss Castle, have you listened to this show? No. No. It's the SETI BIMCO Show with your hosts, Tim and John. Please remain very calm, unless it's Friday. In that case, remain very nervous. John, it's the SETI BIMCO Show. I think it's episode 19, but I'm not going to keep track anymore. Uh, Yeah, I've lost track. This is the show where we talk about high school weirdness or tragedies in real life and in movies and this week you picked a movie all about high school that we're going to talk about but first we have your uh, your special guest tell us yes. all about her well yes you know i mean we're, today we're going to be talking about the patty duke show reunion movie still rocking in brooklyn heights from 1999 but i just have to say as accomplished as patty duke was may she rest in peace the number one Patty in my life is my mom, Pat Kassler, who's joining us today to talk about Yay. her kind of sort of connection with Patty Duke. Okay. All right. Your family has all sorts of connections. You're, you're connected yeah. to Mr. Gregory yeah. Peck, and Gregory your mom Peck has this Patty Duke connection. Very minimal. Okay. But would you like me to get into it and tell you how this all occurred? Well, should we do sure. the setup about where you went to high school? Well, I'll tell it. Oh. You weren't there. I, well, I've heard about it enough. Okay. I feel like I was there. Well, no. <laughs> so in the 60s, um, I attended the Academy of St. Ursula, and it was in Kingston, New York, on the Hudson River, and it was run by the, now not the Ursuline nuns, it was the Sisters of St. Ursula, the Blessed Virgin. They were okay. founded by Anne de Santonge out of France. And they also had, it was a convent school for girls, but they had a sister school in New York City on West 79th Street, a brownstone, and that was called Notre Dame High School, run by the same nuns. So this was exclusively for girls. And just a tidbit, I looked it up before I came. They're now, they they sold the brownstone in New York, got big bucks for it. And now they're down in the meatpacking district. But when I went there, the tuition was $200 a year. Plus you bought your books and your uniforms and they were kind of pricey. But now the tuition is $16,500 plus an additional $550 in fees. So I guess it's... I don't know if it's become well, more can, exclusive or that, you know, there, but it was a wonderful school. Well, this school, may, oh, 
this school is now in the meatpacking district. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah, it's, yes. A, it's in the village. Because that's like a night. That's like a nightclub district. District it's now. It's all fancy. Thirteenth Street. Well, but during the day, it's an all girls Catholic school. Yeah. At night, it becomes night. a nightclub. Well, we don't gotcha. know about and that then, now. And then <laughs> in the day, it becomes an all girls Catholic. Yeah. Well, school. this is just a little background on this. That see these this like uh, school wasn't affiliated with the church, so they were totally independent financially. So they oh, all, I see. they ran the school right from kindergarten through 12th grade. But th- at one point, their numbers dwindled with the nuns and they needed money. They decided they'd sell the brownstone, oh, probably 20 years ago, and they got a big price for it. And that's when they moved down to 13th Street. What we would do is we would go down to Notre Dame and they, they would come up by bus to, to our school and the girls would play basketball. We'd go to plays. Now, I personally never had a conversation with Patty Duke, but I did see her a few times. And I think mm-hmm. she only was there like for one year because then she got affiliated with those, um, you know, the, they sent her to this artsy school or the, you know. Scientology? No, oh. not Scientology, but professional school. But she was rather dramatic. She was a little thing, mm-hmm. short, maybe five foot tall. Well, was this but after very, she was on TV? No, this is before. Oh, okay. Right. I mean, I, my claim to fame is I didn't know her as an actress, and she doesn't know me from a hill of beans, you know. But anyway, right. I would see her. I don't think she ever spoke to me. But the nuns would tell us they were having their hands full with her because she wouldn't do her homework but tell them that it blew into the East River, the window was open at her apartment. <laughs> and um, she was really quite an actress then before she really became one. Yes. But um, and that's really I'm sorry to tell you that I don't know anymore. I mean, I ran into her a few times, but I, I'm not going to make it up and say that we had a friendship or, you know, I ever she like I said, she John. wouldn't know me. But I have a and, question for John. Uh-huh. Oh. Did, did your mom come to do the show just to get the free food in the green room? She did. Yes, actually, she did. She heard about the green room. <laughs> yeah. Actually, my mother walked into the, the apartment today with, was it ravioli? Ravioli, yeah. My mother never comes to this. Now, I never go hungry. I've got I'm, I'm kidding you, Miss Kessler. <laughs> that's fine. You know, I that's fine. And really, you know, I mean, I'm pretty, I'm old, but I'm pretty normal. I My life hasn't been, you know, I'd like to tell you, make a big story that I knew her and that we hung around together. I didn't really know her. I knew her father drove a cab. He was an Irishman, and he had the curse of the Irish. He was a drinker. But other than that, mm-hmm. that's all I can tell you. And she was pretty regular looking. And I never yeah, watched yeah. her shows, and I never went to see the Helen Keller movie. I knew the plot. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. I love that movie. <laughs> and Were you I boycotting really, that movie? <laughs> no, no. And I really did. But money, you know, I had to babysit for my money. I wasn't wasting it on something right. like that when I could go see Gone with the Wind again, you know? You know, right. Helen Keller went right. to see the movie. Or they shoot they, horses. They, yeah. You know, Helen, Helen Keller went to see the movie, but they really couldn't <laughs> oh, get no. it at her what she thought of it. Well, you mentioned they, they shoot horses, don't they? Did you mention that movie? <laughs> yes, yeah, because you mentioned yes, with said John that. Mary and his, his aunt I, was uh, at one time a professor yes. at St. Joseph's College in, in Brooklyn, and she took him thinking it was a Western. They were home in no right. time. Yeah, we've covered, <laughs> that. we've covered that story a couple of I know John's ago. life story. Oh, you do. All the, tra- yeah. all the tragedies. Yeah. 
Oh, really? Yeah. And there have been a lot for me, too. You know, and I really have three sons. I love them all. They've never been in trouble with the law. To the best of my knowledge, I would check the paper every night. They never made the papers. But at times, as they grew up, I, I became a little pensive and thought, it would have been better if I raised pigs. They grow up, you kill them and eat them. <laughs> what? <laughs> but I do love them dearly, kind of. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I had to be in therapy. <laughs> but I know I registered. I've had a pretty mundane life, but anytime you'd like me back, I could tell you about all my 31 years. <laughs> Well, I would like Auburn you. Prison. Thirty-one years on Mars. Well, I, yeah. Oh, oh, you know, I, thirty-one I would years like, on prison. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I thought you went thirty-one. I would years like you. If if John ever wants to have you talk about the prison stories, that would be fun. But I thought you oh, might get in trouble. I don't want. I don't want them to oh, hear you no, telling I'm stories out of, out of school. No, 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 and they know. Oh, but I they mean, know people. But that inmate, they, that, they know uh, people. You know, it was my All only. All they need is a. Pardon me? It was my only marriage proposal, that guy that was getting out in 75 years and said we'd get married at Yankee <laughs> Stadium because he knew I liked the Yankees. And I told See, him, come to the cemetery. I'll be waiting for you when you get out. But, you know, he died. So it's okay. Oh, no. you know? I'm sorry. And I will tell you, I did have a conversation once, though, because I haven't met a lot of people. <clears throat> I met Ray Liotta in person once, and he had the most beautiful blue eyes. And I'm sorry he passed oh. away last week. And also, I met yeah. at the prison Paul Simon. He came to visit why one was of he his, there? his band member. I, I think it was a drummer was doing time there. It wasn't anything big. Oh, okay. It was only like murder. Was, but the, was he the drummer from the Muppet movie? <laughs> I don't John? know. Do you remember I, the drummer from sure. the Muppet movie murdered his mother? You told me this. Did you, Did you oh, make yes, that up? Yes, that's John? right. Bludgeoned her to death yeah. with a hammer and stabbed her. It might have been. No, that was out in California. Oh, so. So anyway, he was a lot shorter than he even looked in person, but he spoke with me and, you know, it was, that was yeah. my only claim to fi- fame. Well, you know, also on the show, we talk about embarrassing high school moments. Don't you have a story about getting a demerit and something about galoshes being checked off when going to chapel at St. Ursula? No, every day we had to wear, um, if it was raining out, we had to have rubbers on our feet. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if you forgot mm-hmm. them. You had to come in and outline an encyclopedia on a Saturday. So what I would do if we had friends there um, that were around the same shoe size, one would put one on the left, one would put it in the on the right, and we kind of walk in unison so they wouldn't notice it in the middle. There were no rubbers on those shoes. Oh, Mm -hmm. smart. Smart. Mm -hmm. I thought you got caught once. Yeah, I did get caught a couple times, but, you know. Yeah. But what did you have to do with the encyclopedia? Did you have to write? You mean copy the encyclopedia? We had to kind of outline part of it, what we thought, you know, different things. You had to do like six hours worth, you know. Yeah. Just a little synopsis of the things. It was, you know. What about that? It was just What about the time you stole Patty Duke's lunch? (laughs) (laughs) The time you threw her homework into the East River. Yes. I think you threw her homework in the river. I'm starting to put this all together. Her name then was they. I think they were calling her Patty. Yeah, yeah she, she wasn't Anna then. She couldn't use yeah. her real name. Isn't that sad? Yeah. Yep. Because her family had sent her to live with these other people, the Rosses. Yeah. 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 So yeah. she had, you know, troubles. I know. I read about. And all her I think troubles. she died in Idaho. I mean, she had sepsis. I think. Mm. But I didn't go to the funeral. 
And I wasn't notified. You weren't asked to give a eulogy? No. Oh, wow. I thought that would have been like right at the top of Patty Duke's last and, will and, and testament. You, and Tim, you can edit this all out, but I have been told by several people that I'm a very good storyteller. You are. So is John. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the Irish in us, I you get know? It. I get it from yes. somewhere. Yeah. It's the Irish. Well, it's been a pleasure seeing you. And give my best yes. to Jean. Is Jean okay, home yeah. tonight? Not yet. She would. She would mm. say hi are to you and thank you again for that nice dinner. Yes, she was waving. Are the mosquitoes getting here yet, or no? It's too early. <laughs> yes, they have. But we <laughs> they had a nice already? dinner at your house. She was waving at bugs, but I think she was just <laughs> pretending. She just does that. She's used to doing it in restaurants until they give her free drinks, and they're like, oh. "Stop! Stop!" Pre- That's what stop. that was about. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. I told her. I'm you sorry, I didn't offer enough. This meal's free. You don't have to do this for the drinks. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, so thanks, I can. T- All right, it was a pleasure seeing you, Tim. You're looking good. It's a pleasure to see you too. All right, goodbye now. Sayonara. So long. So that was a great segment with your mother. My mom. I love her to death. Even if she, even if she was, she could have raised pigs instead. That's fine. I think she got on the show just to get some movie out of the uh, movie. Blah. Some food out of the green room. There you go. But she left food in the green room, too. There's some ravioli, so that's fine. My mother's convinced that, like, I guess I don't so, eat. My refrigerator is full with food, you know. <laughs> so we will, uh, oh, can you hear that helicopter? What's going on? I've heard it a couple times. Has it been kind of like circling your neighborhood? That could be. Because I, I, I heard it uh, earlier, too. Hmm. Maybe there's a hostage situation well, in your neighborhood, Tim. Could be. That could be. Like some sort of like the weather underground, you know, like some radical group from the 60s. Like they're in their 80s. It's like their last gasp when they're making wow. their last stand in Brooklyn. In this neighborhood, it would be an underground group of uh, MAGA people doing something. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Tables have turned. The tables have turned. Um, we have a lot to talk about. We do have a lot to talk about. Mainly. And you picked this movie, so I, I would like you to uh, to give your little, whatever statement you have, if you have a synopsis, you want to explain well, what we're watching, what we watched? Yeah. Yes, we are, we, we watch the, um, the Patty Duke reunion movie uh, from 1999. It was called The... Uh, the Patty Duke Show, still rocking in Brooklyn Heights. And for anybody right. who's not familiar with the Patty Duke Show, Patty Duke. Well, first, let's start about Patty Duke. You know, we were talking about Patty Duke as she went to Notre Dame, I guess, for one year. Mm-hmm. Right. In, you know, and then went to the, the professional children's school. Uh, she okay. wound up winning an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress for The Miracle Worker. At the time, she was the youngest mm-hmm. person ever to win a competitive Oscar until Tatum O'Neill broke the record like 10 or 11 years later. And, you know, that was a pretty big deal. She was 16, 16 years old, won an Academy Award, rising star. So Sidney Sheldon, who was a, well, it, in the end of his career, was a novelist, but he created some really good TV shows like I Dream of Jeannie and Heart to Heart. Yeah. And 
Anyway, he created this show for her, and they called it the Patty Duke Show, where she played both Patty and Kathy Lane. Uh, the premise was that they were cousins, identical cousins. <laughs> and the premise was was that they were identical cousins because their fathers were identical twin brothers. Identical. Right. Right. Martin and Kenneth um, Lane were, were identical twin brothers uh, played by... No, no, I never watched... Yes. Go ahead. No, you never watched it? Well, I'm going to be upfront with you. I never oh, watched it until it I, ran I, on, like, whatever, Nick at Night or TV Land, whatever was running in the 90s. That's the first time. I yeah, mean, I, was I never watched it then either. I was, I was aware it was a Patty, there was a Patty Duke show. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of those things I was in college waiting tables, and probably when I got out of work, it yes. would be on. Not that I would, like, purposely look for the Patty yeah, Duke show, yeah. but, you know, it got kind of addicting. But to his the father, played by... William Shallard. Uh, did he play the the Scottish father in the show? No, I think he was American. He played the he played yeah. they were both Americans. The premise was that um Martin Lane, Patty's father, was the managing editor of the New York Chronicle, which was a fictional newspaper. His twin brother Kenneth mm-hmm. was the foreign correspondent based in London. Yeah. And uh, William Schaller did play his twin brother. It was, I believe I saw in the history, it was three episodes in the first season and one episode in mm-hmm. the third and final season. Now, William Schaller was one of those character actors. I mean, he worked his entire career. Yeah. Even after doing yes, this show, he didn't really get typecast. But this is kind of in your wheelhouse, Tim. He played... Uh, are you... Oh, come on. You, are you, Deep Space Nine. Well, he did do Deep but Space I know, Nine. He did the original series. He did everything. He did he everything. Did, but he played, was it Niels, Niels Boraz in perhaps one of the most iconic Star Trek original series episodes ever, The Trouble with Tribbles? Oh, I, I totally forgot that. Yes. I, he's just, yeah. in, I've seen him so much. Well, he used to do the Smucker's Jam commercials. Was it yep, Smucker's yep. Jam? He did a lot of so. voiceovers. That yes. voice was just so, because it was very kind of American pop, you know yes. what I mean? Like American dad, you know, it was very calm and soothing. And just William Shaller was always uh, just yeah. a very, and ironically, both William Shaller and Patty Duke both served as presidents of the Screen Actors Guild. Interesting. I, Yes, interesting. The book ended. You said Azure. many good TV shows, and and I have to say, I dream a genie. I don't know. It's good when you're a child. Well, so I'm, I'm, maybe I should have said um, popular, iconic. Yes, popular. <laughs> you know, it was. Uh, it was because I younger. went down a, a. I when I I realized I didn't realize he created Patty Duke. I knew he created. Um, I dream a genie, and I went down a rabbit hole. And read about Larry Hagman's behavior on the set of I Dream a Genie. I don't know if you know about this. Was he blaming it on the drinking? Well, he was drinking, and his psychiatrist said, you know what will help with your drinking? If I prescribe LSD and pot. (laughs) I guess so. But if I read all this stuff on the set, Larry Hagman, if he didn't like a script, uh, he he took a page from Theo Peck's book and uh, vomited on the set. Oh. Or he would urinate on the set. It sounds like he was terrible to deal with on the show. But when the camera started, he just did his did his lines, did his job, and they're like, "Well, I guess we'll keep him." 
This well, was I mean, way as back. Long, as long as that was all he had to do, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and and Barbara Eden never had a bad word to say about him. I'll be I'll be damned. What do you know? But um, yeah, that's a, that's yeah. I know Carrie. I think Carrie Grant was prescribed LSD. Of course, back then it was legal. It was actually prescribed by. It was this mind opening, yeah, drug used in. Um, they're actually talking about bringing. Mushrooms back. back as a yes. to use in different f- forms of therapy. I've read. Um. So yeah. So the, basically, the premise. So yeah, the Patty Duke show ended after three seasons. It's kind of sad though. What how they they filmed it in New York because California had stricter child labor laws, and in oh, California she could only work five hours a day, and. Not only because she was the star of the show, but she was playing two roles. She was working two 12 parts. hours a day. Yes. So she could get away with that in New York, but she couldn't at the time, but she couldn't get away with that in California. Mm-hmm. Then once she turned 18, they talked about moving it to Los Angeles. But at that point, she was, she was, she didn't, she was, she was kind of over the show. I think her bipolar, her undiagnosed bipolar oh. at the time was really kind of in high gear. And, uh, and- also, they said the producers didn't want to spend the money to switch over to color. color. Yes, and yes. ABC I wanted all this. the shows. ABC, ABC wanted all the shows to be colorized. That sixty, whatever it would have been, sixty five, sixty six, or sixty four, sixty five seasons. So, okay, three yeah. seasons. They were done. Yeah. They had their. I think yeah. they had just over a hundred episodes. So you, they had syndication, and that was that was the end of the Patty Duke show. <laughs> that was that. That was that. Right. We've, we've, so, told, we've, we've told us a sad tale, John. Now it's time to be funny. <laughs> well, I thought it was kind of funny. I thought that, <laughs> hey, Larry Hagman urinating on his, on, between takes and I dream of Gene. I mean, that's comic gold, Tim. It is. And I didn't know that. And I thought I knew everything. Well, I read it on the internet, so I should, yeah, I should yeah. check around, make sure there's at least a couple of people that well, saw Well, I that. mean, Tim, if it's on the internet, it's probably true, don't you think? <laughs> right. I think so. You don't really need to re-verify that. Um, but I have a statement about this movie to make. Okay, go ahead, Tim. <laughs> and may I just preface this by saying, I know the movie was crap. I pick these movies because they're crap. Oh, anyway, continue. continue. <laughs> yeah, so this movie is terrible, and nobody, nobody should watch it. Uh, but I wanted to say that sometimes we pick these movies. It's just a... Uh, a catalyst for John and I to talk and have fun. But some movies we watch, you know, like uh, Exorcist 2, I think people wanted to make something and it just went terribly wrong. And then there's a movie like this Patty Duke movie, which must have been some people saying, hey, we can make some money if we get together and do this. For Was this on the the Hallmark channel? No, it was actually on CBS. It was actually on that. So well, Hallmark. Here is the funny thing. It was it did kind of have the feel of a Hallmark movie. Here's the thing about that. It aired the series originally aired on ABC, but they they did the TV movie on CBS. And I okay. I don't know what version you like. Okay, so like I don't know if it was Prime Video or like there were some sites that were like we're going to charge me five dollars and ninety nine cents to watch this. I was like, yeah. no, I, no, it I, was free on. <laughs> it was free on YouTube. However. It was yes. from the CBS affiliate in Detroit, Channel 62. I don't know if that's still <laughs> the affiliate. In 1999, 
apparently Channel 62 in Detroit was a CBS affiliate. So not only did, did I get interrupted with YouTube commercials, yeah, which were mine, commercials. By the, mine were on the way, but we're all about Riverside FM. Um, <laughs> right. then, you had to, then you had to watch the original commercials from 1999. Although there was that funny, and, and were these commercials warning warning you about Y two K? Were they trying to sell no, you a uh, computer no, disc we were, to protect no, we you from Y two K? We were ignorant. As, you know, here's the funny part about it because I was working for the phone company at the time, and all I heard was Y two K, Y two K, and I understood like why it was going to happen because mm-hmm. of the, everything turning zero 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 zero, but they never actually yes. explained like actually what was going to happen. Like, well, maybe planes were going <laughs> to fall out of the sky. And, right, but they weren't really sure what was going to happen, and then when it kind of, like, really nothing happened. <laughs> well, John, I would say maybe it was a slow Y two K because look, look what has happened since. Well, I, I don't think uh, that anything. I don't think that I don't think that anything to do with computers. <laughs> I think that it just had. I think that right. had anything. I just don't think that had something to do with the most dangerous animal of all, man. Yeah, I think that was wired within us. Um, so, yes. But you know what? Here's the thing about this movie, though. I will say, Tim, it looked like they had fun making it, the actors. It looks mm-hmm. like they had a lot of fun because they got mm-hmm. you know, Patty Duke back and they got... They, no, People they who like they, hadn't they acted like, since 1969. Exactly. They were so excited. They like were. Paul O'Keefe, who played the brother, the <clears> only thing I had seen him in, the last thing he had been in was like a bit role in this movie called Child's Play in 1972. He was probably over the moon. <laughs> But finally, 27 years later, he's going to get a paycheck. Right. Acting, granted, it was probably like SAG minimum. They probably paid him like 100 or $328 a day, whatever SAG minimum was at that time. But he was head over heels. So they got a lot of the original cast back. They got Patty Duke back. Well, obviously, you couldn't have a Patty Duke reunion movie without Patty Duke. You know, that kind of wouldn't like. And and then the role of Patty Duke will be, it just wouldn't work out, you know. And they had. William, William Shallert, who played uh, the father, and they Everything. had yes, yeah, they had everybody. They had um, Gene Byron, who played the mother, and, and, Paul O'Keefe, who played the, Eddie Applegate, who played the boyfriend. The person they couldn't get back get at back was the villainous Sue Ellen, played by Kitty Sullivan. Yeah, so she was played she by is. she was played by Laverne and Shirley, Shirley, Cindy, Cindy Williams. Williams. So the premise no, is, is that – Wait a minute, John. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be a two-hour episode between my mother and no, no. setting up this movie. This is going to be like – this is going to be like a miniseries. Well, as, as most people probably know, uh, uh, Patty plays both her and her twin cousin. And the only thing to enjoy at all, because the movie's terrible – uh, I was watching to see, are they going to do split screen all the time? Or are they in 1999? Can they, was CG, well, they CG uh, Jurassic Park. I, I was like, are they going to CG them together? Right. And I have to say, I don't think they ever spent money CGing them together. And I no. think they barely were in the same room together to do the right. parts, except for, except for when they met and they did the mirror, the almost funny reenactment of the Marx Brothers mirror scene. They didn't really try that hard. Right, which is actually a callback to which they had recycled from the Marx Brothers in the first episode of the series back in 1963. That's actually how. Oh, did they two, do this? That's how the two identical oh. cousins met in the in the in the pilot. I guess. Gotcha. Yeah, they would have met in the pilot. So they did see, that old graduate. I didn't get Marx. the joke. 
Yes. So, yes, that was the original. That was the original meeting in the original series. Lucille Ball actually did it with Harpo Marx in and I Love Lucy. Yes. I think when Lucy went to Hollywood. I don't know when, but I remember she did it. Well, it was somewhere between the time it's, she uh, set her nose on fire <laughs> next to William Powell and stole John Wayne's yeah. footprints from Grauman's Chinese Theater. It was like one of those, you know, it was kind of between one of those episodes, <laughs> I think. Um, you so, know those well. Yeah, so and when we had, and when we had, I feel like we have to catch up. When we had, a few weeks ago, we had Theo Peck on, and mm-hmm. we were talking about Cindy Williams. Mm-hmm. What did you think of his his theory of Laverne and Shirley was that they were two Jewish women? Oh. Tim, are you sure you don't have a meth lab in your in your building? Because that <laughs> helicopter sure. is getting awfully low. <laughs> <laughs> but Theo Peck had a theory that that Laverne and Shirley were two Jewish women who couldn't reveal they were Jewish. They were. And, um, he, he had a lot of time to think about Laverne and Shirley, I think. Well, there were only Sorry, three channels back then. This so, is going you know, nowhere. No, there were only three channels back then, so maybe he did have a lot of time. Maybe if he had more variety in his television viewing as he would today, he wouldn't have even had the time to think about that. No. But anyway, you know. that went nowhere. What were you going to say? No, no. No, that was fine. Oh, do you think people want to know the plot? Tell, tell them this plot. Well, I mean, I could get the plot done in 90 seconds and we could be, okay, thank you for joining us. See you next time on the Seti Bunko Show. Because it would literally, actually 90 seconds would probably be a waste of time explaining the plot. Yeah. But it's anyway, the premise is, is that um, Patty Lane, mm-hmm. one of the identical cousins, the American identical cousin, she is married and divorced her high school sweetheart, who was the actor from the original run of the series. Yes. And I wasn't quite sure what she was at the school. They kind of revealed that a little. True. She was the English and drama teacher. It's like, what does she exactly do at this oh, school? That's right. Drama. But then they did reveal that she was the English and drama teacher. And Brooklyn Heights High School is on the chopping block. If they do not raise... The money, if they cannot match the state matching funds, Brooklyn Heights High School, which, is which I'm sure doesn't exist. Because first of all, wouldn't oh, no, I watched. I was very, I was very curious. Like, did they spend the money to do this in New York? And I watched the whole thing. No, they go to the ferry. That's not Staten Island Ferry. Not New York Bridges. Anyway, they, they, they probably filmed this in Vancouver. But continue. Probably. probably. I didn't see any <laughs> notes on the production. Um and so they've got to come up with I never heard of such a thing where a public school would have to come up with the money to match the matching state funds. True. But anyway, um, but that was the premise and the school was going to shut down unless they they had to raise a half a million dollars. That's the number they came up with. And she so had Pat, a fundraiser going on with Patty was going to have this fundraiser and there's going to be a basketball <laughs> game and there's going to be an art auction and there's going to be. A celebrity, celebrity dance, I think. Song and dance, but she has no celebrities book yet. And oddly, they've got a week to do this. <laughs> like they, somebody <laughs> just told them the week before that, oh, yeah, by the way, you got to come yeah. up with half a million dollars. Or we're going to shut down the school. She did have Larry Hagman as a celebrity, <laughs> but he urinated but he, everywhere. But <laughs> just the cost yeah, went then, up. Then, then, then he started, then he started potting, you know, dropping acid and he was <laughs> urinating everywhere. And they're like, no. Thank you, Larry. We'll pay you for your time. Back to square one. Back to square one. 
so, um, Patty. So yeah, so Patty is all gung ho to save this school, and her arch rival Sue Ellen, What's played this time by Laverne and Shirley's Cindy Williams, Williams, is going to turn is going to turn the school into a shopping mall with Luggage World and the <laughs> Roger Corman Studio Store. That's, get- I've been waiting to get that to that, the Roger <laughs> Corman Studio Store. Where did that come from? That was the best part of the movie. That, that was, was the, the only well, thing. Before, before, before I go on, okay, so not knowing, because I don't check the credits on these movies. I'm like, oh, yeah, the Patty no. Duke reunion movie, still rocking in Brooklyn Heights. Why not? It winds up being in the SETI verse because the writer oh. of Patty Duke, still rocking in Brooklyn Heights, is one Neil Israel, who co-wrote with Pat Prophet the Ringo, Ringo. TV movie from 1970. <laughs> I had no clue, Tim. I, was like, I thought you picked I said, it because of that. No, I had no clue. And all of a sudden it comes up. Written by Neil Israel. I'm like, where do I know that name? He was one of my... So I'm like checking Psychomania. Nope. You know, Mazes and Monsters. Nope. That was the same thing. I was like, Ringo. I think I remember Ringo. I had to go back like through our episodes and say, what was it? And they bastardized a Mark Twain story. I'm like, maybe it was Ringo. And sure enough, (laughs) Neil Israel. He must be friends like everybody. You know, Roger Corman like knows every director. Oh yeah. So oh yeah, but that yeah. was the, the so weirdest. Maybe that's, that was, <laughs> but not everybody would get that joke. Not even back then. No, anyway. not everybody would get that joke. And I just thought that was that just, was actually the best line of the whole movie. And the Roger Corman Studios. <laughs> it was all downhill from there. <laughs> so. <laughs> Anyway, we should say her whole family. Oh, what? No, her whole family is returned. Okay, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but they have a big secret. I I want to set this up. We'll get to it, but the whole time, like, we got a big secret. Don't tell her. Right. And they're like, I thought the big secret was that her identical twin, Kathy, was coming over from Scotland. No, that wasn't a surprise. I I thought that was the big surprise. That would have been a really big surprise. So, anyway, so Kathy. Much bigger than what it turns out to be, but yeah, go ahead. Right. So Kathy, why, why is Kathy coming? To, to, I guess to see the big surprise when she does get it. Oh, right. I'm guessing, right. but like, but like the big surprise like takes 15 seconds at the end of the movie. But we'll get to it eventually. So, did I? I don't know if she was fleeing Scotland. They don't have don't uh, treachery either. like uh, yeah, laws tre- over there, did they? Treachery, or was that was that around the time <laughs> there was that mass shooting? I don't know. And she oh, just geez. had to get she had to get out real quick. Um, and she has a son. We don't know anything about her husband. Oh, I guess he died. They just say sorry about your husband. Yes, he passed away. Well, of course, she's she was the good girl in the series, so of course she would not divorce. Patty right. and her okay. husband, also, also her boyfriend from high school, they did they stayed together for twenty seven years, but then for some reason they split. But it was an amicable split, amicable uh, split, and they get along. And they're mm-hmm. already grandparents, and the. And the yeah. daughter's already in high school, and I was kind of trying to do the math on that. I guess unless everybody started having kids at 18. It works out. I guess it does <laughs> work out, or maybe even early 20s. So Patty's got a granddaughter living with her. The, the son, the girl's father, does come back. The mother never makes a the mother never makes an appearance. She's off on assignment somewhere. 
And right. um, although, weird. but there's something I noticed at the end of the movie that I'll I will bring up too. And okay. um, so anyway, so, so Kathy, so Kathy and her son so, come back. And which which is a part of the movie where it was like an external shot airplanes at the airport, and I remember it's like oh something exciting finally. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it was probably like Albany airport, you know what I mean? It was probably like the airport. In Albany. <laughs> yes. anyway. anyway, so, yeah. Anyway. So, um, so they have this, you know, wonderful reunion, the reunion with the mirror scene from the, Oh, mm-hmm. uh, the, the villain, Cindy Williams gives her, tell, announces to the faculty that, you know, that's when she does the Roger Corman studio store. Right. And Patty, who is trying to rehearse Romeo and Juliet, why you try to put together a production of Romeo and Juliet in a week? I have no idea, but that's what she was going to do. <laughs> and, with two um, kids from the 1950s. With two kids from, yeah, and that those Brooklyn accents. What do you think of those Brooklyn accents? But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Didn't know what was going but, on with that. I don't know what was going on either. I think they just got two really attractive young actors and they said, could you do a Brooklyn accent? <laughs> yeah, sure. I can do a Brooklyn accent. I'm like, they're like, it'll do. You look good on camera. So we'll just, <laughs> and you're going to work cheap because you're an unknown. Right. So Kathy comes in pretending to be Patty because Patty is still at the rehearsal and she's forgotten about the meeting. And she has this big showdown with Cindy Williams and they right. still haven't met. So, uh, Kathy leaves and she goes to use the ladies' room and Patty rushes, is rushing to her meeting, but it's letting mm-hmm. out and everybody's going, you were fantastic, you were fantastic. Yes. And we like your hair better when it was up, you know, because she was, everybody thought Kathy was she. And right. then they have the reunion yes. scene with the mirrors. And... Right, right. May I say, at the beginning of that meeting, because there were a lot of lines in this film that didn't make a lot of logical sense, but if you remember the thing that struck me at the meeting was the meeting was to say i sorry to say but if we don't raise our funds the school did you say the school will be closing next year next semester he was like well well, yeah next semester and the people teachers like oh dear and he says and we may have to fire some of you and they're like what and i'm like well yeah the school's closing down what what were they (laughs) they were surprised at that (laughs) <laughs> they thought with seniority they'd get jobs and other maybe they could bump out people with less seniority at the other school. Which, but there's no school. Just, <laughs> well, it's, it's like we're shutting the school just, and also we're firing you. But it's but, a public uh, school, so yeah. I was wondering if they would just get sent out to other schools and they would bump people with less seniority. I guess. Is I think how it should work. But then again, let's not let's hey. not d- dwell too much on reality in this movie and what should be yep. and what shouldn't be. Or we'll just drive ourselves bonkers. Is what's yes. going to happen. Uh, so, right. <laughs> so, so they have so they have the bigger union this, and they have a, they have a basketball game. That's going to be the first. Now, how they are going to raise half a million dollars on a basketball game, an art show, at a production of Romeo and Juliet, and a celebrity song and dance without a celebrity yet? Right. I don't know how they thought. <laughs> so they were going to be raising one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. Per event, is that how they play? So they thought that this basketball game in the gym of Brooklyn Heights High School was going to raise one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, <laughs> and everybody thought it was sold out because somebody—we're not mentioning yes. names—they think hacked the computer, and when people went to buy tickets, they were told that it was sold out, 
but now this is pretty sophisticated stuff for 1999 1999 well you know and, by, and, by that that was about the time we had like moved over to like the windows i remember like working for the phone company and like about three or four years earlier is when we started moving over to those we stopped we weren't doing the ms dos anymore the you know the programs we right. were actually moving to the windows based programs so yeah it could it could be yeah but he but they they can do that but they weren't preparing for y2k or maybe it was his job to prepare for Y2K and while because remember wasn't there supposed to be like what was it? They didn't know about the impending it, disaster. Didn't like but didn't like Bill Gates have like a reward? It was like several million dollars. Like, if you could solve Y2K, you'll get I this. That. I vaguely I just, remember I'm, that. I just think this movie's unrealistic in that that nobody's worried about Y2K. Gotta be at least one person. Well, saving I don't food recall. in the basement, put okay, cans of food okay, in the so basement, is, and a mattress. So I was going to, in 1999, Tim, like, I mean, I was aware of Y2K. Again, still not understanding exactly what was going to happen. I happened. I didn't know how, like, I didn't think the planes were going to fall out of the sky. Maybe they wouldn't be able to land. But, but you I know. think at least, I think but one person just, at that school would have set just, up. Just schedule only flights around midnight on January first, two thousand. That wouldn't that be yeah. the solution? Just don't do anything. But, but my point is, at least one character in this film would have set up a, a underground shelter at the school to be is prepared this what for you this. Were doing in nineteen ninety nine, because well, that's what I'm saying, and like, he ran he down there New Year's Eve. He ran down there New Year's Eve. He's like, this smells like Larry Hagman urine. What's going yeah. on? I mean, I don't recall, like, I mean, I recall, like, being aware of Y2K, but I don't recall it, like, I don't recall it, like, ruling my life for a whole year. Okay. But did, but maybe, it did, I know. Did, you, did you, were you stashing food? Is that what you were saying? No. Did you have no, a tinfoil I just, hat? I just, I, I just wanted to get to my Larry Hagman urine joke. Okay, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Oh, Okay. We can so go ahead to the, up, the fundraising. So nobody, Let's just get so to the Scottish kid dancing. Yeah. So, so yeah. So he does. Yeah. So he does his little Scottish dance. He has a he has a CD. At least it wasn't a cassette. It was a <laughs> no. CD. And he does his it little, work Irish, until... little I said Irish dance. His little Scottish dance. Yeah, which I Scottish. believe the Scots. I think which I believe the Scots stole from the Irish. But anyway, so, so he did his little Scottish dance, and he gets all this money, and he buys like thirty rappers because he dances so well. All these people gather around and give him money. Yeah, because you know what you know what African American people in Brooklyn. How often do they see dancers? You know what I mean? Like they right. never really see good dancers. But a white kid oh. from Scotland, yes, bet. Maybe that's what they were amazed at. I didn't know a white I, kid I look- could dance like that. I look it up, John, though. People were way into a different kind of dance. Do you remember what they were all dancing to in 1999? It wasn't the Macarena, was it? Nope, that's a little late. They were dancing to Ricky Martin's Living La Vida Loca. Living La Vida Loca. <laughs> Weren't we all living the La Well, we all, we all were living La Vida Loca, bracing for Y2K. Yeah, it was La Vida Loca. It was just crazy, crazy, crazy. We were going nuts. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so let's get on to the next fundraiser. So Cindy Williams is still scheming. And the next fundraiser is the art show, which goes off much better. They actually make money. Oh, because Patty Duke's daughter was able to hack the computer and out-hack the uh, Sue Ellen. Right. Sue Ellen's helper, Norman. She had had an abscess tooth. The the, um, (laughs) the, the dentist appointment got canceled. (laughs) 
<laughs> she went to get her JAG yes. service. According to the computer now, she's never made a payment on a car repossessed. Patty <laughs> Duke's daughter committed all sorts of uh, cyber crimes. Granddaughter. Granddaughter. <laughs> Granddaughter. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. So she, uh, so yeah. So they have the art and they're, they're, uh, they're, so they're loosening the, uh, uh, Cindy Williams and her henchmen are like loosening like the pipes and like water. Norman with two in. ends. Norman with two ends. And, Hank, the French exchange student from high school, mm-hmm. played by Jean That's Leclerc, right. who played Jeremy Hunter on All My Children. Okay. I thought he was one of Erica Kane's husbands, <laughs> but I looked up Erica Kane's husbands, and she and Jeremy never actually got married. I think they were engaged. Mm. So she was not one of, he was not one of Erica Kane's nine husbands, or maybe it was ten. But anyway, I know it was I think it was nine I think it was nine guys she married eleven times. So like there were two guys she married oh. twice. I can't remember, like one like two were brothers. Anyway, it was a long story. But no, they never really did get married. So Kathy and the French exchange student are kind of reconnecting. Patty and her ex husband are kind of rekindling. The yes. art show is a success. They make a lot of money and the they, board they at least up, made a, you know, they a quarter of their like, money. Yeah, yeah, they made like $250,000 in that night. You know, I was like, okay, well, wow. Or again, this is one of those. They had some Warhols. You had, they did, yeah. Campbell Soups and Liz They had Warhol. And, yeah, <clears throat> they had Warhol. Well, you know, oh, oh, this, oh. This, this ties together, John. Warhol, on one of his paintings, I'll give you some of my art history. He and his friends urinated on this, uh, I think, the zinc plate or, or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. And they let it dry. And that was mm-hmm. part of the painting. And when they did the art sale, they're like, we couldn't get uh, Andy Warhol, but we do have a Larry Hagman original for you. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I, I am say. now <laughs> operating on the same wavelength as Tim Hamilton. <laughs> well, let me, let Go me, ahead. Yeah, you, let you fill me. in some gaps, Tim. Well, you're, you're at the part of the movie. You're at the part of the movie where uh, what, 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 what Sue Ellen does is she gets a woman to break up the Romeo and Juliet stars of the place. And I thought, I guess they could only use one bad word, which was maggot. She called the guy a maggot like five times after she found out he was cheating on her or just talking to a pretty girl. In that, no, they were making out. In that very authentic Brooklyn accent. Right. So that's what happened. She ruined her play, which was going to make the other half a million, half quarter million dollars. Oh, the other one's going to make the other quarter million dollars because she still doesn't have the she still doesn't <laughs> have the celebrity for the celebrity song and dance event. And, uh, <laughs> so yeah, but here's the part where I just wanted to get in my my my. my uh, I have no name for this. I call it Tim's. Uh, Comparisons? That's, that's a terrible name. We'll think of something. We'll think of something. But I have one of my just, those comparisons. I four four comparisons. Listen. <laughs> we'll think of a better name. Okay. But but since since, since Patty's cousin is from Scotland, mm-hmm. I, I decided to write down four ways that the Patty Duke show and Haggis are alike, or that the Patty Duke show and Haggis have in common. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. And if you have any to add, you can add them. But here's mine. Okay. So both both are banned from the U.S. The FDA feels that the Patty Duke show is also an inedible meat byproduct. 
<laughs> Number two, both are filled with liver, heart, and lungs of sheep. Both Patty Duke and Haggis get stage fright and pee a little in their pants when they do so. Because <laughs> you have to pay extra for the Haggis that has peed a little in his, a little in his pants. Is that true? I did not know that. Is that like That's Scottish true. dietary law? I did not know. Gosh, this yes. is harder than keeping a kosher kitchen. All urination episode. And both the Patty Duke show and Haggis were unprepared for Y2K. So. Oh. <laughs> oh. I don't know if you have any others. What What is there to add to that? There really is. And that was brilliant. That okay. was just brilliant. No, that was wonderful. I love it. Oh, you're being too nice. Well, my mother was on. I've got to be nice. But you do understand why I'm in therapy now, don't you? Anyway. Um, right. Uh, so the, the Romeo and Juliet, I guess. So Patty and her ex-husband now are going to play Romeo and Juliet. But, of course, there's mm-hmm. a catch. Patty has crippling stage fright. The drama teacher cannot act in front of an audience. <laughs> Is this what? Oh, yes. They flash back. This happened in the show. This happened in the show. The TV yeah. show. Yes. And they, they wear the most terrible wigs. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think only – actually, if, I was, if my research is correct, I think the only time she wore the wig was when she played Patty. Kathy was Oh, like no, I mean in this Romeo and Juliet. Oh, in the Romeo and Juliet. Oh, okay. I thought, okay. Yeah, I thought yeah, yeah. Like the, the flashback scenes. But, um, yeah, they, they weren't they terrible wigs. They were just terrible. And, and Richard, God bless his heart, the, you know, the, the ex-husband, he really gave it his all. But Patty is just frozen. And then Kathy I was watching that shake. The show must I had go a tear on. in my so eye. She is going to play Juliet, and they both come out on the balcony at the same time. So there are two Juliets on the balcony. You're you're missing you're missing a part that she got stage fright, of course, and her twins like, "I'll go do it." And backstage, Patty has this <clears throat> inner dialogue that she has to stop letting fear control her life. Yes, and that's when they both appear on the stage with no right. explanation. Like right. one didn't one's see the gonna, other. One's going to save the one's going to save the cousin, <laughs> and the other's going to face her fear. And both are well intentioned, but when they meet, mm, wackiness ensues. Yes, but then they raise another hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. Apparently, I guess from this production of Romeo and Juliet, because the money is still rolling in. <laughs> now they have to get now they're now it's like you know it's they're gonna you know, bust it's, the, Sue Ellen's gonna bust the water pipes and ruin the uh ruin the yeah, oh and she get the building shut down am I yes, jumping I, ahead no 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 and she pays off the building and I'm gonna assume she paid <laughs> off the building expe- inspector yeah yes I think so yeah. with with sex it was infl- implied with well, <laughs> was it really oh, okay that's what I sex. thought. Apparently, apparently, <laughs> Sue Ellen had been married and divorced five times. Did you catch that? That was also once well, she'd been married five times. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, um, and they called her fat. Like that was a fat joke. Pat, nice Patty Duke. That was her insult. Yeah. 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 Not, because they're, not yeah, funny. Because they're still they're still telling jokes from like 1962. Um, <laughs> because that's really what people who are watching Patty Duke still rocking in Brooklyn Heights want to say. 
you, know, you, you, you couldn't get too far from the formula because, you know, basically, no. let, let, let's face it, nobody was just like, ooh, a Patty Duke reunion movie. You know, it's not like, you know, like some kids would be like, you know, like people lining up for this Avatar concert in London. And yes. apparently it's very <laughs> successful. You know, the king and queen of Sweden. Came. Looks like it. You know, it wasn't like that when they like announced this Patty Duke movie. People were like, you know, it's like not like the Beatles reuniting or like the Stones touring no. again. It's like... So, you know, they people were like, they, I'll be drunk that night and on the couch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, 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 so. So now she's got to find a celebrity. So. Oh, and you're she, speaking of, of, of gross old stuff. Is that what you're saying? Yes. We'll get to the celebrity, but her dad played by. William Schaller. He's very old at this point. Gray hair. He's he's mm-hmm. always walking around in this movie trying to convince people to get back together. I don't know if you noticed that. Mm-hmm. Just I like having little that. talks. And when he when it happened, when he had a talk with his daughter, I think she was like, "Yeah, I'm going to save the school." And he and and uh, oh, he had jobs for him. And he's like, he's like, "Yeah, I, I want these." Anyway, he says it gets, gets gets my old man juices flowing. He said that, <laughs> and uh, yeah. Well, the wife makes. I just a had to point that out. And the wife makes a Viagra. Yeah, she makes a Viagra joke. Comment later at, at the dinner table with everybody around. Well, dear, <laughs> that's why they have Viagra or something like that. That was the raciest part of that movie, except for it Sue Ellen paying, paying off the guy with sex. You know, paying with off the sex. Yeah, yeah. That but okay, so now she's got to find. So she's going to look for a former student named what was his name? Stone Adams. Is that what his name was? I can't even remember. Was I was going to let you keep track of that. It was, it was some, uh, you know, I'm so confused at this point right now. It was, uh, I'm blaming it well, on she, the day. I'm blaming it on the over-the-counter cold medicine. But I think it's, but yeah. Okay. So she decides she's going to sneak in and, and she's going to get Stone to be at the charity auction. And this cop keeps stopping her and stopping her. She can't get right. by the cop. So Kathy, who was with her. And by the way, did you notice that? So they borrow the ex-husband's truck to go up to Queens to this movie set. Right. To, to find this ex-drama student of Patty's. <laughs> and Kathy drives. And I'm like thinking, okay, did she ever drive in the United States before? Because I don't think right. she, I don't ever remember her driving in like the original series. A, you know, she's no. driving on the, you know, on the opposite side of the road. You know, she's, she's running she's, people down. She's running people. What really was... <laughs> Was picking a on? Scottish was picking a Scottish woman <laughs> to drive from Brooklyn to Queens the smartest idea that anybody ever had. Yeah. Maybe they were preoccupied she kept, with she kept, Maybe they were preoccupied she kept slammed with on the brakes and they weren't thinking straight. Here you drive. Yes, Here you drive, yes. Bonnie Lassie. There you go. I did notice that too. I was like, why did Because they slammed on the brakes every time she saw Haggis in the road. <laughs> Sheep? No, it's Eddie, not a up. sheep, Kathy. It's not a sheep. It's a rat. Just keep going. <laughs> Our rats are big here. Don't you remember? Uh, yeah. So, and, and of course, you never actually really see Kathy driving. Like she gets let out of the truck. Patty gets out of the passenger side of the truck. She goes, "You park it. I'll go find him." And it's like a body double there. You can tell because they couldn't spend too much that's money. Quite, that's quite. It's quite a detail you you kept track of there. Well, it just sometimes things like that pop out of me, like the Roger Corman studio store. No, I saw which, that. <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Yes. 
But the other so so she gets so she gets Kathy to dress up in the outfit and hat that she was wearing when the cop saw her. The cop thinks it's her for the third time. He's like, "Hey, lady, you want to get arrested?" And while the cop is distracted with Kathy, she she sneaks in, puts on a hat and a coat, she, and somehow just please skip the part coat. where she's. <laughs> okay. Oh, who cares at this point? You know, she plops herself down just as an extra. <laughs> you know, just as an extra yes. in this scene. And that was kind of funny too, because she's like, all of a sudden, like, you see her and she's like really getting into the scene. It was so funny because they're starting to play the music and how yes. it's going to look like when it's a movie. No. And she's wasn't. sitting behind there, like, you know, her yes. head bopping up and her head behind the shoulder of the actor. And, and, she, there, there, she the, yes. the, the, the ex student is supposed to get hit with a breakaway chair, and she mixes up the chairs, and the other actor hits the ex student with a real chair and knocks him out, and both Patty and Kathy get arrested, but the movie people decide not to press right. charges when they get released. So uh, yes. Kathy's son and Patty's granddaughter if i figure out their relationship correctly i believe they are second cousins once removed i think is how that works out they are okay. down at the staten island ferry and you're telling me tim they use the real staten no, island ferry is that what you say oh you're not saying no that. are yeah. you sure you're absolutely not sure saying that, that at all and i don't know what that keep, ferry was first of all they keep the down, staten island ferry it's a broken down winter. boat they keep the staten island ferry here in the winter <laughs> but the staten island ferry doesn't run in the winter I guess not. I mean, come on. That was just a rundown boat. I mean, how do these people get back and forth? They wait The Staten Island Ferry doesn't run in the winter. I mean, this is really stretching reality. An old ferry. All these people plan their trips they told to them, New York. You could use <laughs> all these people plan their trips to New York and the winter. Like, oh, but we can't go on the Staten Island Ferry. Why can't we go on the Staten Island Ferry? Well, they they, they have a dock somewhere during the winter. Where'd you hear that? Well, I heard it on the Patty Duke reunion movie, Still Rocking in Brooklyn Heights. It doesn't run during the winter. They, yeah. That was just some rundown boat, John. Mm-hmm. They said, you can clean it up. Larry Hagman was here for a while. Boy, well, smells like here you got to clean this up. You can use it. Larry Hagman was here. We're just leaving it at that. You figure it out on your own. Um, now, there might be some stray acid lying around. So, you know, have at it. That could help with your party. But, um, yeah. So, so. The, 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 so the Scottish son, Kathy's son, impersonates the mayor. How, how he got, like, the, the cop's cell phone number, I still don't understand. But he calls the yes. cop that shoot him away, saying, well, you know, you got it. You're, uh, you, you know, it was Liam McAllister there. And, and so anyway, so he cons them something. They get the Staten Island Ferry, and they have, you know, the big gala event. Party. And the, Party and the surprise is revealed finally that Patty has yeah I can't even remember the name of the award well, right now she but she, she won a teacher award with a as a plaque or something yeah teacher of the year award but there it had some and that was it too. that was that the was big a, secret no money that was the, that was thought, the big surprise a plaque she was very maybe they're going to give her money yeah she was very thrilled or with tell her that 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 she was going to get cloned or uh, you know. They could have given Animal. her. A, they could have given her a Larry Hagman piss portrait. You know that would have been. That would yeah, have, she could have sold that. You know, that's a Warhol they, original. Or give her some discs to protect her from Y two K. 
Exactly. I mean, but anyway, the, anyway, the, mayor, so the mayor shows up, who obviously is American hero and America's mayor, based on Rudy Giuliani. I don't know if you noticed. He yeah. was mayor when this was filmed. Yes. Back before and, he went uh, total batshit crazy. Yes. That was... Uh, yes. yes. Our beloved mayor. And to yes. give you some... Uh, I'll give you an art, an art minute. Do you remember Giuliani wanted to shut down Sensations, the art show at the Brooklyn Museum? I you, do, you recall, in I North do Carolina. recall reading that. Well, yes, but I still, I still got news because, from you. Because the one artist painted the Virgin Mary with elephant dung. Yes, I do vaguely. And I was going to say, you'll learn, you'll learn nothing listening to this episode about Patty Duke, but so I wanted to insert a little art history. Did you know that they used, how they used to make certain colors? One color was called mummy brown because they ground up mummies and made brown pigment out of it. Hmm. And white flake, white was made by sticking strips, lead strips in confined spaces with vinegar and animal dung. Mm. That's how they made flake white. So the Virgin Mary had been painted using dung and dead bodies in uh, history since the beginning of time. Yes. So there you go. So get off your get off your high horse, or in this case, your high elephant, Rudy Giuliani, is the moral to this story. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Things didn't work out for him. So yeah, because you know, you know things. Whatever, whatever happened, Rudy. You never hear about him anymore. I haven't heard about him in years. You know. <laughs> Yeah. So we're almost All to right. the end of this movie, thank goodness. So, so basically, Cindy Williams. Basically, almost, yeah, go ahead. Basically, Cindy Williams, the Sue Ellen character. Basically, like, I don't understand why they just didn't just take her off in handcuffs because if the mayor has this evidence that she's been collecting rent on right. a building that's still operating <clears> as a school, is that how I understood it? Anyway, fair, fair, though, fair so, trial, innocent until proven guilty, John. Yeah, but you still, I mean, Jesus, if you've got that much money here, you're a flight risk. I think they'd slap some cuffs on her. You at least have to pay some, you know, pay some bail mm-hmm. and, and, and and turn in your passport. I mean, you think I'd go through that. But then again, this uh, movie does suspend reality in a world where nobody's preparing for Y2K and there's no Staten Island Ferry no. during the winter and people are getting rich off of Larry Hagman piss paintings. <clears throat> Yes, <laughs> you, 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 you've, you've got to be allowed to believe it. So anyway, so basically they play off the, they play, and everybody lives happily ever after. Well, you, you, you was, missed. They you, almost had a hilarious ending. They almost had a pie fight. A pie fight. That's right. Like, they just accidentally mm-hmm. got pies. But this movie's too highfalutin for any Three Stooges tomfoolery. Right. Well, they kind of. I mean, they, if, you know, if Stu Allen and Norman if, both got big, they were yeah. big pies too. Those were humongous pies. But if I come on, how much does it cost to have a pie fight at the end of the movie? Come on, this movie had nothing, and they're just like one, two pies to the face. I was like, come on, (laughs) give me a pie fight. (laughs) No, I don't know. Maybe even Patty. This is a Sydney Sheldon production. Even Patty Duke had to draw the line somewhere. She's like, no, I'm not doing the pies. Uh, yeah, so that was her big award, and um, I guess the school was saved, and they still fired all the teachers, though. That's right, because then they just got a, yeah, they were just going to have student teachers they, who they didn't have to pay, and uh, yeah. Why, Y2K happened, and that school just just fell into the earth anyway. Fell, that, 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 well, that's that was the proposed Burn. sequel. That was yes. the proposed sequel if they could have gotten everybody, you know. Patty Duke still still rocking in Brooklyn Heights. 
was going to be the name right. of that. <laughs> still rocking. Yeah. Into the ground. Still, still, still <clears throat> rocking in Brooklyn Heights. Did you have quiz? Quizzes for me? I don't have a quiz, but... Um, you I, know, I have our boring we, one, but if you have something... We, no, go ahead. Let's do a quiz. Let's do a quiz. Well, you said or but. We Tell me, what, what was your but? Well, no, you know, I just was thinking we hadn't mentioned Maud Finley in this oh, episode okay. yet, but <clears throat> our crack research team here in the reference library at City, City Bimco Productions did unearth... You're talking about Charlie, the tuba playing unicycle? Well, Char- Charlie's second cousin once removed Estelle, okay. who for some reason right. we have to give a job to where it's in Charlie's contract. Um, right. She did unearth, and it only aired once... It's like the Daisy, like the Daisy commercial that LBJ. Remember the girl with the Daisy and the nuclear right. the mushroom cloud. Mm-hmm. You know they only ran that once in like 1964. Well, also in 1964, they only ran this episode once, but it was okay. the series finale of the uh, Patty Duke show. And I, uh-huh. I maybe you recall this, Tim. I don't. It doesn't sound like you were a huge, huge Patty Duke fan. But my mother, being close personal friends with Patty Duke in high school, we were we religiously watched the show Custard. all the time. Yeah, there you go. But anyway, so you know, so the, so the premise of the Patty Duke show was that you know Martin Lane's newspaper, the New York Chronicle, was losing money, so he takes out a million dollar life insurance policy on his daughter Kathy. But he still feels like oh. he might have to like have a look-alike you know like for mm-hmm. family functions and things like that so he has his so he has his oh, identical okay. twin brother Kenneth and his daughter Kathy over from 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 the UK and then he hires a contract assassin Maud Finley to kill his daughter and she takes a job as an English teacher her front is she's an English teacher perhaps even a drama teacher inspired Patty to become an English and drama teacher. How, how old would Maud be at this point? Oh, Maud would how probably young would have Maud been be? about probably like forty, late thirties, oh, early forties. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, uh, but you know, she's proven track writer record as a trained killer, as yes, we yes. as we've you know established in the, mm-hmm. in our in our synopses of the uh, Lost Maud episodes. People, people think several, we're making these up. No, no. This is a this is in the Television Academy of Arts and Sciences I'm Library. You know, I know. These hidden, people these, think. Hidden, these hidden gems. George O'Connor thinks we, we're making this up. Well, George O'Connor, you know what? We are not making it up. This is the God's honest <laughs> truth. But there are several attempts at Patty's life throughout the series. Um, there, there was one time where she, they uh, gave her a poisoned hot dog because, as we all know, a hot dog made her lose yes. control. So she, she, dog, she just got excited and dropped the hot dog on the ground. She, she, guys, I never did eat it. And, and <laughs> she can't never get did it. Eat it. She can't and get Maud it in Finley her mouth. Like, and Maud Finley was like, "Curses <laughs> foiled again." Patty Lane. Hot dog went. Hot dog went into her hair, everywhere but her mouth. <laughs> everywhere but her mouth. Not everywhere. Oh, your mom is listening. Let's move You're on. Not- <laughs> don't, don't read into. But in, anyway, in the final season, Martin's conscience gets the better of him, and he decides to just cancel the contract with Maud. And Maud, enraged, okay. turns Kathy, the Scottish cousin, into Immigration and Naturalization Services, or INS. Oh. 
and Kathy not wanting to Kathy not wanting to return to a damp, jury flat in Glasgow, takes off her jacket to reveal a vest covered in explosives. You'll oh, never take me alive, copper. This was a very suspenseful final. This is why they only served the one time. It's like the Daisy <laughs> commercial for LBJ's election campaign. I know. With the I know. You said it that. So upset, it was so upsetting. So upsetting. So to upsetting. They could only show it once and only once. <laughs> and so, not, so she goes, "You never take me alive, coppers." And you know, to for, to create confusion because so the snipers don't know who to shoot. She handcuffs herself to, to Patty, and Patty right. finally tearfully, you know, recounts like, everything they've done over the last three years, and then they've gotten so close. And finally, Patty convinces Kathy to give up, and the final scene is Kathy being let off in handcuffs. Oh, I thought they were going to stay handcuffs, and nobody would know which was which. They're like, well, we can't That's send them both that, to jail. Well, that was it. Well, <laughs> but Patty, Patty's, okay, where's yeah. the key? Where's the key? Uh, and you know, funny part—they never address any of that in the reunion movie. No, I'm sure well, it wasn't Kathy's least, only running with awe. At least that's one person that survived Maud's wrath, like she lived. Well, yeah, but you know, but and then Maud, after her cover was blown, fled to Tuckahoe, where she was safe for several more years. And perhaps, perhaps Kathy learned to drive. In the U.S. when she's here. And then when she went back to Scotland, she was driving on the wrong side of the road and running people down. Running people down For a little Scotland. while. You know, she did that. She does which that is, a little bit in each Which is why maybe that's, how, maybe that's how her husband died. Maybe. He was just like, he was out, you know, he's out taking a jog in the neighborhood. <laughs> here comes his wife driving on the wrong side of the road. Boom. Killed she him. swerved and missed some haggis. And now suddenly she's run down the it was in the road. Suddenly she's got, you know, hasn't been back to Brooklyn Heights in decades, and suddenly now she's got to go back. Suddenly now <laughs> she's got to flee Scotland. You're probably yes. right, Tim. I think. Well, she had a good excuse. She swerved to miss the haggis. You don't want to hit haggis. You don't want to hit Scotland. Haggis. That's okay. We should get we should get T-shirts that say that you don't want to hit haggis <laughs> with like a okay. with like a sheep with like a deer in the headlights look on their face. You don't want to hit haggis. Well, well, this was I'm going to say an we should wrap it up because yeah, it's been an really... hour and 15 minutes. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, is no. That counting? Been... I was going to say, does that count my mother? Well, <laughs> a little bit. Yes. We took well, a break. We want, but we do want to thank my mom. Well, we'll skip. We'll skip the quiz. We'll thank your mom. Yes. Thank, thank you, Mrs. Uh, oh, not Mrs. Patty. Our Patty. Miss Castler. Our, our favorite Patty. Patty. Patty, for, Patty for being Patty on the show. Kessler. For being on the show. No, thank you, Mom. <laughs> thank you very much. Um, yes, that's the end of the show. That Email us at SetiBimco with an E at Gmail. Uh, SetiBim at Twitter. Seti underscore Bimco on Instagram. And if you like our show, give us a review and or share our show so other people like our show. We just got a listener in Colombia. And the person listening in Russia has has come back for for more so whoever that is i hope you're doing okay there yeah uh yeah oh oh that's it okay yeah we're gonna have guests i I think next week all right i'll see you talk to you next week all right tim bye-bye
Massetti Benko is a podcast by Tim Hamilton and John Kelly. Produced by Miss Lee. Music by Tim Hamilton. This has been a Pity Party Line production. Party Line. It's a party line.